Oh, my, we watched Adult Swim like super young because my parents liked home movies. The TV oh, wow. show. Jeez. I do love that show. Oh, home it's one of my great. favorites. But like yeah. once Brendan. like my parents were into it and they wanted an excuse <laughs> to watch it. So they're like, hey, I guess you guys can watch it too. <laughs> That's so great. That that opening scene of that show is like one of my favorite scenes of all time. It's like where Coach McGurk's like showing Brendan all his tattoos <laughs> or something. Yes. And he's just like, is that the Chiquita banana? He's like, you see this year? This is the Chiquita banana. Or something like, yeah. you don't want to make the mistakes I did. Or something. Or no, yes. then he's talking about like the cow. He's like, this is a cow from some cheese from I like. From some milk. My life is a mess, Brendan. Get out there and play soccer. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 69 and my name is Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. And John Hines. Hi there. And we are back to talk about some video games as always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing, that's my usual intro when I have no idea what to say at the beginning. <laughs> so we're back to talk about some games as always. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, true. I re- <laughs> it's my it's my go-to it's my crutch but uh randall and i have actually uh just to kind of warm things up we haven't sunk too much time into this but yeah. uh there is a new battletoads there game is. and it's out on i think just on xbox yeah. if i'm not mistaken because it's from like at least co-developed with rare i forget the name of the other uh developer um but i, I think we both studios just, yeah d yeah yeah that's right and uh yeah i think uh we played just both pretty much the first level here yeah. like i almost treated it like a demo kind yep. of in my mind just like well, okay it's there it's on game pass yep. the day it came out like le- let's just check it out and see what it's all about game pass um, definitely gives you that opportunity where you don't feel like you're obligated to sink more time necessarily you can just kind of yeah taste things and move on if you want to or yeah it's given me that opportunity like crazy lately yep. to be honest they've been adding all kinds of stuff to game pass For like real the day it comes out yeah um and i'll get to another game later um, nice. But yeah, what what have you been thinking? Uh, I'll let you take the the lead on this, Randall. Sure. What have you been thinking of Battletoads so far of the first kind of level or so? So I, I will say, like before it came out, they announced it. I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool. Like another beat 'em up. And you know, I have a lot of Battletoads nostalgia growing up. It was Same. one of the cartridges I had. You know, you had the the great music. It was developed by Rare. It was way too difficult. Because <laughs> they basically developed it in a bubble. Um, but those first, like, two and a half levels sure were fun if you memorized them. Uh, yeah, that is that is a great way to put it. Like, that is one of the quintessential memorization games. It is. Um, but once you memorize it, it is, it is fun, at least for that. Oh, yeah. Before it gets too broken with, like, the turbo tunnel and then everything after the turbo tunnel is even harder. But, yeah, I was going to say, like, you can only memorize so much. Like, yes. There was tons of levels. The first time I ever beat the turbo tunnel, I was just like, oh, yeah, like this is going to be like a breeze after this. And now I'm like on an icy platforming stage right after oh that. It's God. just like, forget so it. Hard. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Didn't we do that together now that I'm thinking about it? I That sounds familiar. I although, uh, man, f- tr- picturing completing the turbo tunnel co-op <laughs> is like I can't actually picture us doing that. But I also can picture us <laughs> drinking a lot of balls, energy drinks at right. like <laughs> two in the morning and as was the customer at the time. beating games. <laughs> yes indeed oh man um all that to be said though nostalgia is there pause music is great yada yada we all know battletoads 
So the yeah. new Battletoads just came out. I was excited within reason about that. I wasn't super duper hot on the new graphic style. Like, guess same you know, here. We'll see. Um, but then I, I booted it up because yeah, I've also got Game Pass, which is nice. Uh, so it didn't cost me anything. And I will say in motion, you know, the, that visual style works a little bit better, you know, that and the neon look is cool within reason. Um, but it, it's it's OK. You know, I, I wasn't blown away by it. You know, the enemies took quite a few hits. Uh, I felt like the characters kind of hits. Yeah, a lot of hits. A lot of hits. Um, the characters kind of talk too much, and I didn't find it as yeah. humorous as they they thought it not was. As, it's not charming it's at all. Not. It's like, um, oh, I ki- I practice kissing on my hand. Yeah, it's like, the, what the hell are you talking about? It's like they're trying to like be super nineties. They are. They're trying to do the nineties tood thing, and I understand that. And and it's tough because they don't have ultimately that much reference material to go off of. Honestly, like Battletoads was just like a spinoff or like an unofficial thing that they were trying to do during the Turtles days, right? So like, <laughs> you know, that's that's where that all kind of comes from as a basis. Yeah. Uh, there's only like a few. Battletoads games that ever really came out, at least on consoles. Um, but you know, yeah, it's okay. I'll, I'll always take another beat em up. And we didn't get a chance to sync up on this one yet, but I did play with Tina, and yeah, we kind of bounced off like mm-hmm. first boss, and we're like, yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I pretty much had the same experience. Although I will say, one of the cool things playing single players, like you can, I'm sure you can do this as well on co op with the extra character, but you can swap between any of the three battle toads at any point in time by pressing either left down or right on the D pad. And you can almost use those to like chain into combos and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. So there is like a pretty cool combo system and like the combat, like, I, I had the same reluctancies you had going into it, like not super into these graphics, kinda like with Streets of Rage Four, although I would say Streets of Rage Four hits the mark just a little bit more than this one. A does. lot a bit more. Uh, yeah, a lot <laughs> I see for me. That's I, not I even a comparison. Gap, I knew you were gonna fa- say that. For <laughs> me, the gap is not as far for you, I don't think. I I, I agree that Streets of Rage Four is like just nails it like one hundred percent. But like this game, I, I other than like because for me, a beat em up, I am just kind of like I'm skipping the cutscenes if I can, sure. or I'm just breezing through the dialogue. I'm not paying attention, and and I do, you know, envision playing it with a buddy. Although, again, if you said you played it with Tina and you both kind of weren't having a blast, yeah, I was kind of hoping that, uh, because yeah, the enemies I was finding, and you fight this boss on the first stage like three fucking times, yeah, uh, you keep like chasing him down this red carpet, kind of. And like it's kind of like a bebop ripoff, another just turtles reference. <laughs> yep. Um, and you and you just like it felt like th- even the regular enemies, but especially this boss, just took forever to wail on. Yep. And uh, I in my head I was like, oh well, if maybe if more people were playing, it wouldn't be so bad. But you had kind of the same experience though on the yeah like enemy health end i did and then on top of that not to keep railing on this but i i also felt like the controls were a little unnecessarily complicated like why are we having to like press button combinations to do what should be kind of straightforward built-in moves like using your tongue to grab a fly which you know in the original game and onward is how you get your health back and they kind of continue that hit there uh continue that here and they kind of expand on it where you can use it as kind of a grapple move too to bring yeah that's actually really cool that grappling or you can either pull enemies towards you or pull yourself towards an enemy with your tongue which is pretty cool but why is it where i have to combine left trigger with a face button to do like this just seems and the same yeah it's like yeah i agree with that because yeah you're using both triggers for like you're using the other one for kind of like a dash and a run button which is kind of that's kind of standard but like 
it yeah. does feel weird for the tongue. Like I, I would rather just have like give me a button for yes. grabbing health and give me a button for grappling like with my tongue towards enemies or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like have it be just two separate inputs or at least give me the option to customize it. Yes. Um, which I, admittedly I did not dive into the menus, but it seemed so like specific. I was like, ah, there's kind of a lot going on here. I'm not going to. Right. I'm not going to customize it. And I kind of overall did have the same like I'm I don't plan unless you were like, oh, man, let's sync up online. And it doesn't sound like that's <laughs> no. where you're at. So I don't think I'm going to be playing more of this one either. But uh, L- let me couch this with one more say, just like we did talk about Streets of Rage 4. And I and it's not really fair to this game that Streets of Rage 4 came out so recently because as we talked about in a previous episode, I, I think that's probably the best playing beat up I've ever played. You know, and that's in a similar way. It's bringing back an old franchise to the new, but they didn't overcomplicate the controls and they like stood true to everything that Streets of Rage was as a franchise and brought it into the present in a way that I don't think Battletoads quite did. Yeah. And and to and another point, too, is the original uh, all the Battletoads games are not strictly beat em ups. You know, there are just like platforming stages. Right. And I, it seems like there is some of that stuff in this game, too. Like the jet. There seemed like there was kind of like a yeah, almost like first person or like over the shoulder perspective, like from behind your character jet ski type levels or whatever. Right. Turbo tunnel. But yeah, overall, nothing that I'm super excited to play more of. Yeah, but it's OK. Yeah. But uh, moving along from there, we've got a trifecta of games that uh, I guess it's been probably a couple weeks by the time this episode comes out, if not longer. But a trifecta of games that all came out during the last uh, Nintendo Indie World showcase. And right. they actually were all like release, like showcased during the video and like they're available later today. Right. Um, and we talked about one of them last week, a short hike on the podcast. And we'll get to that one because uh, Randall sunk some time into that later in the mm-hmm. podcast. But. Why don't we get into uh, Manifold Garden first, which I know you've been uh, playing at least a little bit of, John. I actually don't know how much you've played. I played a fair amount. I actually don't know how long the game is. Uh, I think the uh, the biggest strength of this game is how little it tells you. Um, I, I know I made this comparison over text to you guys that it reminds me a lot of Antichamber, which mm-hmm. was an indie game that came out, God, I have no idea how many years ago. But it was it was an oldish game. It was like 2013 because I looked it up when you sent that text and I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And I think it's like 2013. It was quite a bit older than I expected. Yeah. And Antichamber is an incredibly obtuse and difficult game that like prides itself in not explaining a single thing to you. The whole point of that game is to figure things out on your own. And it's really discovering like mechanics through how different rooms interact and how you have a a gun in that game but like the gun is like in involved in different platforming objectives and it does different functions and like unlocking doors or creating platforms um but that is a very difficult game and i love it but i've never come close to beating it (laughs) um and manifold gardens is a it reminds me of it in the way that it really doesn't have any, I mean, there is no dialogue. It's all completely uh, silent other than like the background music and noises that happen. Um, And I remember when I first heard about this game or when it was in development, I honestly didn't think it was a game. I thought it was just kind of a recursive architecture 
uh, generator. <laughs> yeah, um, it looks like almost like procedurally generated like animation or something. Because yeah. I remember seeing some tweets as well and just like, oh, man, that looks cool. But did I thought it was just like, oh, cool graphics. Right. <laughs> you know, and like the whole point of this game is that it is like it takes place in a very like either brutalist or prairie style architecture there's a lot of like very geometric shapes and you know uh not tessellations but like uh recurring geometric patterns that are infinitely replayable so the thing uh, that is this is a non-euclidean platformer or non-euclidean I don't know, you would call it existence. Uh, <laughs> like the, the, and anytime that you reach, uh, a, like, let's say you reach the edge of a platform. If you fall, you will eventually fall back to where you started. So nice. it's an infinite loop in every direction. And okay. all of the architecture is kind of built in a way that it can infinitely loop or completely like, regenerate itself or like no matter how far you travel you will always end up eventually at the same point so okay it's it's actually a pretty good way of making sure you never really get lost right because no matter Ah. how far in any direction you head you will always get back to where you started so it's uh or at least a functional equivalent of where you started. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I was thinking like, how do you make progress then? Yeah. And so it's, it's a lot of discovering what the, the like minute changes are in the environment and like figuring out what you exactly need to do to progress. And I, I did uh, see an interview. I didn't read the article, but I did get the, from the headline that the, the creator of this game, like this is very much a puzzle game, but the creator is terrible at puzzle games and wanted to create a puzzle game that he could def- that he could beat. <laughs> and so, like in in that respect, like it is very different from Antechamber, which like prides itself on being difficult and being really hard to figure out and like withholding information. And whereas this one, it's not giving you any information. But like at no point do I feel so frustrated that like I need to look something up or that I feel like I can give up. Like there's always a sense of, okay, if I just explore a little bit more, if I just push a little bit further, I can figure this out. That's nice. And the music in it and the scenery in it, like the environments, everything in it is just a joy to be in like period so yeah even when yeah, it's stunning for like, sure it when is. i'm not trying to like move forward i can just be like you know what if i can just like fuck around for a little bit i'll probably figure something out or notice something so right. it's it's such a really beautiful game that is very specific to my interests <laughs> of like brutalist architecture and like minimalist electronic music so like i i'm really enjoying it and like i'm really happy with the way i don't know just existing in that 3d space feels nice. is it like first person perspective or yeah and there's not a jump button and again yeah i guess i didn't even mention this as a the core mechanic the main like traversal mechanic is either moving like around in a 3d space like you typically would in a first person perspective and then if you approach a wall if you hit the r button i believe you will change the way gravity is oriented (laughs) and then you will fall towards whatever wall or surface you are you are in contact with so okay that is another way in that like the world is recursive in 
every direction. Whoa. So there are like points where I'm like, okay, I can see that the, what I'm assuming is the exit is on the ceiling, like, uh, like an ocean away of distance away from me. How can I orient the walls so that I can fall this infinite chasm towards that. <laughs> that sounds it, sweet. If that sounds nuts, it almost sounds like a 3D version of Echo Chrome. Do you guys remember that game? On yeah. like, I think it was like a PS3 downloadable game. Like totally, de- like it wasn't a first person game or anything, but yeah. like it was like I, I don't know. It just sounds like a. I guess that's what I meant to say. I guess a first person version instead of a a 3D version, but to- mm. different in the infinite repeating and whatnot. But yeah, but it, it just. Uh feels great and i i'm always just curious to see what like the next area will be like because that really is the strength of it it's just like going to a new area and seeing like i don't know an mc escher-esque like uh environment just like but one that you can inhabit and like see in a way that shouldn't be possible but feels oh it just feels great yeah that that hasn't really come up as in games as much as you would expect actually as a concept so yeah. that's cool that they're exploring it <laughs> i mean it yeah. happens like when you like reach the edge of a map in a game and you just pop up on the other side yeah god i remember reading frick uh lucky wander boy i think it was a book by db weiss who eventually was one of the showrunners for game of thrones oh jeez! <laughs> it was a book that like really it, it was a weird book but like it went into like some of the philosophy or like it it shoehorned philosophy into like a lot of arcade games like how there was uh like what like six fractions of a second when like you reach the edge in a pac-man like stage and you appear on the other side right and it's like where where is pac-man existing in that brief moment where he's nowhere <laughs> and like this is the less i don't know eye rolly or cringy version of that <laughs> Oh, that's my first great. thought went to Kid Icarus for the whole rap screen thing too. Oh God, that's another better example. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but oh, hey. first Kid Icarus is great. Yeah, oh, I don't know. You know what? I think I it's my cartridge doesn't always work when I plug it in, and I think I have like a weird like feel. I just like hold it against that game just because I can't get it to work all the time. <laughs> definitely so, an older cartridge yes mm-hmm. yeah it's one of the ones that doesn't have like the indentations on the top it's right. just like the flat nes cartridge <laughs> yeah yeah in early release but, uh, <laughs> but uh but anyways uh another game that uh was announced and released during that uh, nintendo indie world showcase though i've been playing it on xbox game pass and again was released day one that it came out like it's yeah. just i was like oh man spirit fair this game looks really cool and uh, yeah. it's another game from uh thunder lotus games uh which i i didn't realize this at first but they made uh jotun and uh sundered oh, they're like okay. these really beautiful hand-drawn animation you know, games, I guess. Uh, one of them's like a top-down, like, almost like a Shadow of the Colossus-style game in the sense that you're j- just fighting, like, giant bosses. Right. And then the other one's, like, more of a Metroidvania-style game. And then this one here, Spiritfarer, Spiritfarer is a little bit more, like, a story-driven, 
simulation. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in this game. And I'll, like I said, it is story driven, but I've only played about the first hour and a half, maybe two hours or so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got so much going on. Again, like I mentioned, their previous games all have this beautiful hand drawn animation. Oh, and this yeah. is no exception. Beautiful. This game, game is like, it takes it to the next level. Yeah. I mean, the, the animations are so smooth. Like, it truly feels like you're watching like a Studio Ghibli film or like, and any just like really crisp like animated film it, we've been it looks so spoiled so with that lately in the indie i know space. like seriously it's awesome the, like the level of skill is is it's unbelievable yeah like, this game caught my eye instantly i had no idea what it was saw the trailer for it and was just like yep i want that game <laughs> totally um and then and then saw it was on game pass so just fired it up so awesome. like i said i'm about an hour and a half in and you start off you play as i can't actually remember the main character's name but the the purpose of the game and you again you find this out right off the bat you're kind of taking over for this uh guide that would uh basically ferry people into the afterlife and you're meeting people along the way and you're kind of recruiting them and i've only met like you kind of get one character right off the bat and then you're you kind of like go and travel you get this boat right off the bat uh again you're ferrying them around and like on your boat you can upgrade your boat so like in the sense like you can expand it have more space and on your boat you're actually building new things like you're gathering resources as you travel around and it's really the way you travel is real i'm getting all over the place here but like the way you travel around is so cool it's like you have like this projector in your cabin like a it's like a map projector screen okay and you like boot that up and it goes into like this top-down map like almost like uh in other waters style perspective And then you, you know, pick a point on the map and you'll see like, oh, here's some scattered like you'll see like here's a shipwreck over here and I can go over to that shipwreck and you can actually like jump off. your. And this is a 2D side scrolling game, by the way. Um, but you're like you can jump off your boat like into the water. And as soon as you jump off, the boat will stop um, once you've set a destination. But if you know, if you see this like wreckage, you can break open some crates, gather Ooh, some nice. resources, which you'll use later on to like and you can get like uh, mussels and like different fish. You can go fishing off the back of the boat and. Nice. fish that you can you know so once you gather these resources like so far i've built like a guest house that somebody can live in uh, <laughs> actually multiple people can live in i've built a kitchen um which nice. you also have to like now gather things and cook them you have oh, to man. the people you're I talking my two, language in this yeah game. <laughs> i know like. i think this is gonna be up both of your alleys yeah because yeah. i have two people on my boat right now and they're actually more like animals they're like anthropomorphic yes uh creatures <laughs> and you kind of like rescue them and they're like the second cre- the one of them the first person you rescue is like your best friend and they're actually some kind of like deer of some kind and then the second person you rescue is your uncle who is a frog and then uh i'm just about to get the ability that's going to allow me to double jump so i'll be able to access more areas but i've like expanded the like breadth of my ship or like the length of it i guess and i also built a field so now i'm able to like plant seeds and water them and grow stuff like it's kind it's kind of insane there's like a lot of shit going on in this game you also have to like manage like so like my for example i haven't messed with this uh with my uncle too much but my dear friend my dear friend (laughs) um is uh i can talk to them at any point but like so when they're hungry they're like 
they'll tell you like if they want a snack or if they want a larger meal or a medium sized meal or like and then their thing is like they don't like to eat the same thing twice ever mm. you can't feed okay. them the same thing twice and they also don't like fruit either so like kind of picky yeah and you can also go up and give them a hug whenever you want but nice. sometimes, not whatever not whatever <laughs> you want because they actually can just be like ah, i'm okay right now that's good um you can't just like force your will on them which is kind of nice. yeah but consent you can, is you important also have a, yeah you have you do have a pet cat that you can not only pet but you can hug at any point yes. in time like this game is just so freaking cute and adorable and like you get you have this like light it's called the Everlight or Everglow. No, it's Everlight because I remember th- th- uh I remember thinking of the Foo Fighters song Everlong. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Everlight. Um but you get to uh it basically just transform into anything. Like so you you have your big ship but you actually will like once you get close to an island like so instead of like wreckage, you're going to like kind of post up and anchor down near an island and then you get on your dinghy and travel over to the island, which nice. is just like a little cutscene. But then you get to the island and it's like a 2D platformer and you're kind of exploring around. Man. You can also like cut down tre- you know your Everlight will turn into like an axe or a saw. You can chop down trees you it'll turn into like a pickaxe you can like mine resources off of the islands and stuff and this is where you'll meet people you can shop for things and i would say pretty much my only gripe so far is like i've come into a few circumstances or a few instances where like i've you kind of like need to trigger an event like i always like to kind of poke at the edges of a game yeah and i'll like go exploring first before i like oh no i needed to actually like talk to this person and like activate the event before i go to the island so yeah. i've like had that happen a couple times but i feel like i'm just i'm like out of that segment of the game where like that's probably not going to happen anymore that's good and to that's know. just more and that's more <laughs> on me too i i would just say yeah just maybe follow the path like for the first hour or two right because it's, mm-hmm. it's just going to kind of still be and like i said there's a lot going on in this game there's a kind of a lot to learn and it paces it out really nicely at least so far um, but again, it seems like I'm going to get some new skills, like a double jump for my character. Yes. Um, and, and the charm, again, I just cannot. And the music, oh, my God. It's like so beautiful. Just this like calming. Nice. Just everything about it. The sound design. I just I love this game. I can't wait to play more. Um, and I'm super pumped. It was available day one on Game Pass. That's amazing. I'm going to have yeah. to. I have to check that out. Like there's for no sure. excuse. It, you guys will both it, like I, we've <laughs> talked about it on the podcast before a long time ago, but it really reminds me of like Battle Chef Brigade. That's the first thing uh, I thought of when you're talking okay. about the different yes. meals and stuff. First yes, thing I thought like, of let, less of like the action puzzle element and more of like the simulation element, you know, yeah. Relationship simulator almost. Yeah. In, you know, in some ways. And the beautiful yeah, hand-drawn graphics, like <laughs> exactly, and like so much, and like just the right amount of voice acting, like it's just like you yeah. know, just be like one word as like the whole sentence pops love up. It. It's really well nice. done. Love it. It's just it's gorgeous. I love this game, and I can't wait to see how much more it opens up. That sounds amazing. Um, but last week, and another game, the last game that we're going to talk about that came out during the Indie uh, World Showcase for Nintendo Switch. Yes, sir. Uh, and the game that we talked about last week was uh, a short hike. John and I raved about it. Yes. Randall hopped right to it and yes. uh, played it right away. So why don't you take the lead? Although I'm sure we're all going to chime in some more on this one. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I yelled at you guys last week because I was afraid of spoilers. But uh, 
Yeah, no, you guys did a good job not spoiling. Um, okay, I was I was good. worried there for a second. No, no, I was just being a little sensitive about it because I knew <laughs> I was going to play this game and I just didn't get around to it in time last week. And I am glad that I got around to it because I love yes. this game. I love I've been so night. nervous because you haven't said a word. I've been so nervous. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like it hadn't you occurred just said to you me. Played like, it. Oh man, what if Randall doesn't like this game? I know. I'm like, what? Are, what kind of conversation is that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not antagonize you guys tonight. Um, well, not on this game anyway. <laughs> Uh, a short hike is fantastic, <laughs> and it's exactly what I keep screaming about. That I want short games. Yo, I want yes. a nice contained experience like the length of a long movie. That's all a video game needs to be to me. And finally someone just went ahead and did it. And thank you at three hours. It's great. It's, it's exactly it how long it took me. It doesn't feel like it's too short. It feels no. like the exact length. Like, yes, that, that is such like a, a, a skill to like have a complete package in that. Yes. Amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And especially to be made by like primarily one person right. to have such a good instinct for that feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a Unity engine game, which like normally that's like something to potentially scoff at, like, uh, you know, maybe a first effort. Who knows? Like maybe it'll look like all these other Unity games. But of course it doesn't. It has that awesome DS aesthetic that we talked about last week, which I love. Um, there's still a lot of mechanics that this game introduces to you in that short time frame that keeps you motivated besides your, your main motivation is obviously to get to the top of this mountain, um, in your hike to the top and you're getting these golden feathers that'll increase your capabilities to get up the spoilers. I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah. We will just get into a little bit more of this game. We still won't go into any of like the story spoiler beats or anything, but we'll talk a little more mechanics this week. (laughs) Yeah, I know we were stepping around like the I know you guys did a great job. We, I think we almost didn't even say that. I was like, uh, you can glide in the game. I don't even think we said you can fly. I think we might have just been like, you can glide. Yeah. No, you guys like, just so I did, like I just wanted to at least say like it's not just like a run and jump platformer. No, you know. The the time that like the second I got a second golden feather, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I can keep jumping. Yeah, <laughs> that is all I want. Real yeah. quick, did you guys buy your first golden feather or did you find it? I Ugh. bought. I can't remember. That's a good question, actually. I feel I feel like I bought my. First. I feel like I bought mine too for forty bucks from the the cabin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I in typical me fashion, I was poking at the nooks and crannies, <laughs> and I like soared down and found one on top of like a rock that I could get to, and I was like, oh, nice. okay, and then I, I like missed the tutorial, although it's instantly. You know, you just know how to do it. You know, yeah. just like keep pressing the jump button. Yeah, if you have experience with video games at, at all, really, it, this is yeah. And I love that too. It doesn't need to have a complicated control scheme to to like show you everything that this game is about and all the little mechanics that are there, all the little hidden items that you can go back for later, which is I'm sure what you guys were talking about that you alluded to also. So. Oh, That's yeah. super cool too, right? That you have an excuse to go back to this game and and experience more of it on your own time. And this whole game lets you play it on your own time for the most part, which I just love. I love how laid back it is. I it's yeah, so laid back. I yeah. had a great time. Great time. It's like 
it was the perfect like weekend relaxation. Yes. Like when I when it first came out, uh, or not when it first came out, but when I grabbed it from the Itchio bundle and downloaded, I played maybe like the first five minutes or so, and I was just like, and, and I knew that it was supposed to be like a short-ish game. You know, yeah. I didn't know like three hours, but I was like, this seems like the game that I can probably sit down in one or two sittings and finish. And I was just like, I, I was playing a bunch of other things at the time, and I just it was just one I knew. I was like, I know I'm gonna sit down, and I'm glad I did just do it in one sitting. Yeah, and just play it straight through like. Like, yeah, it was just such a cohesive, wonderful, relaxing weekend experience. It, yep. it was so great. A much needed fun. relaxing experience, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely recommend like setting aside when you play this game, if you're playing it for the first time to like just set aside a few hours so that yep. you can like experience it as much as you want. Because like some, yeah. you might just want to play through the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I could gush about this game forever, but yeah, just to basically sum it up, I loved it. Um, I wish more games were short like this because it's preferable to me and uh, my lifestyle these days to have a game that's two or three hours and then I'm good and I can come back if I want to. And that's great, too. But yeah, I loved my time with a short hike. Nice. Yeah. And even even the replayability of it, like to me, I, I personally I think I mentioned this last week, too, but I really feel like this is a game not only that I'll explore all the nooks and crannies, but I probably will just come back and play it because it is that short experience. Yeah, you know, fair. that's one of the reasons I go back to like stuff like Super Mario World, not that it's like a three hour on the dot, but like I can just I know it so well, I can just kind of play it. It's like comfort food, you know, totally. Mm-hmm. And this game like it definitely with that laid back vibe, like just fits that bill. A hundred percent. Love it. Well, uh, one more game I wanted to talk about and one more game that I'm going to gush about <laughs> to the nth degree because I am obsessed with uh, New Super Lucky's yeah. Tale, which uh, they just also once again added to Xbox Game Pass. They've had the original version, which I think we talked about the demo for New Super Lucky's Tale when it was first uh, released on Switch. I think all of us checked it out, oh, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, and we were all pretty into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've played some other 3D platformers, indie. 3d platformers i think i talked a little bit about a hat in time on the podcast before as well which that one you know has been a little mixed bag like i've loved some of the levels some of them have been kind of like these collect-a-thon like a little bit they're they're kind of lacking a sense of cohesiveness and in my opinion that one was supposed Um, to be more like a 64 throwback platformer type of deal anyway yeah yeah but i feel like this one is going for that as well but I, i just I just feel like it nails it. Like I, I truly, I know I am Mr. Hyperbole all the time, (laughs) but I will say, and I'm just going to say it. This is easily one of, if not the best 3d platformers I've ever played. I'm I'm only about halfway through the game and, uh, there's six worlds. It seems I just finished the third world, uh, earlier today. Nice. And like the levels, all of the worlds are broken up into like about, I, I would guess like six, seven, eight levels or so. Um, that each have every level has exactly four challenges like no there's no guessing game you spell out kind of like in donkey kong style you spell out lucky yep uh with by collecting those throughout each level um and that gives you like a clover page which is like your you know star in mario yep um essentially and again there's so there's four of those on each there's always like a secret hidden one the one that you get for beating the level the one you get for spelling out lucky and then one that you get for collecting 300 coins in a level oh yeah and that's not like a uh it's not in the sense of like like there's usually like i there's levels i get like 450 coins like so if you're like exploring the levels you're usually going to get way more than that but there are also going to be like some 2d side scrolling levels and some some of those are auto running levels yeah which normally i'm not totally into those are some of my favorite levels in the game so far nice they're just like 
super like just really incredibly tightly designed like just it feels like you know you just feel like you're just nailing you feel like you're speed running the game you know and you you kind of have to there's no choice you right. have to run at that pace um and that you just have these great mechanics of like you can double jump you have your tail whip you play as this fox and uh you can also burrow under the ground but only certain types of ground so like if you're you know on grass you can burrow underneath that but if it's like a stone path you'll automatically kind of jump out of the out of the ground and be above ground but you'll have to like utilize that to like get underneath certain enemies that have like a protective shell over them like a right. beetle or something and like attack them from beneath and then you know pop up and jump on top of them and like the boss battles have been really cool they have like these like bullet hell almost like yeah those are difficult sections man. yeah they're really hard like this game <laughs> is not a cakewalk no. i mean I'm, I'm collecting a bunch of lives but it's not a cakewalk and yeah randall i know you've watched tina play some of this yeah and, and again you've played uh the demo but what what have you thought just of your impressions of like seeing it in action a little bit yeah i, I was extremely impressed by the demo and i like immediately went out and bought the game on switch uh physically because i'm like yeah this is one we have to have and then uh, tina yeah. was really into to watching it she played a lot of the demo too and was like yeah let's get this and so she started playing it at that point and uh yeah, she was into it for a while, although the, this, this game is not easy, like we kind of mentioned. No. It's like the difficulty hits you pretty quickly after a few levels, and uh, that's kind of what we encountered, too. And I think something else came out pretty quickly after, so we <laughs> didn't keep yeah. going with it much after that. But I, I really liked like playing it and watching it. There's there nothing against this game. And I, I can, now that you're talking about it again, I'm like, oh, man, I have to get back to it. Like. I don't even think we saw any one of the the side-scrolling auto runner levels, so I, I kind of want to check that out too. Yeah, dude, you got it. Cause like the and even like the world design, like the the first world is just kind of you know it's sort of basic, but then like the second world is like the to this totally new setting. It's called like Veggie World, <laughs> and you're like. They're, yeah, I don't know. They're like the world is like populated with these worms and stuff that uh -huh. are like the characters. It's got a pretty good writing. Like it's not amazing, but it's like decent sense of humor. Yeah. The second or and then the third world, there's like these yetis that are wrestlers. <laughs> like <laughs> one of one of the levels was called the ladder match of the mind, and I was yes. just like, all right, I just know nice. I love this game. <laughs> nice. And it, it's it's incredible. The boss battles are amazing. The uh, yeah, I, I could just gush on and on and on. And and I know we mentioned this when we talked about the demo but it, it's just so awesome that like a developer saw the potential in the game that maybe didn't get quite because the original release of super lucky's tale just got kind of like a middling yeah you know it, it just seemed, seemed like people were like oh here's another like kind of 3d retro you know 64 era throwback game right. that if you're into these yeah it's kind of fun and I, like i said i in my personal opinion like i i know i get super excited and stuff <laughs> but there's even these little levels that are like puzzle based and like you're, they're just like little mini puzzle challenges like scattered throughout the overworld you just kind of dive into like these foxholes and like there'll be like a puzzle challenge down there that are like all about moving these statues that kind of you have to use them to block one another and get them to certain places uh, okay like really cool stuff every element of this game like the the only gripe i would have is that like some of the like if you're like retrying something or loading a checkpoint it like it always like goes back to a loading screen yeah that usually doesn't take that long but it's like it's just a little tedious yep. i guess like or noticeable when you're just like let me retry it let me reset that puzzle and it like actually reloads and plays a short cutscene. you're like ah come on yeah but uh but it's just it's a small gripe because again i i didn't finish this sentence before but it's one of the best 3d platformers i've i've ever played i'm, I'm never 
never going to take that back. I love this game, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not. I'm going to play it all the way through, and I'll share any thoughts if anything changes. Yeah, but, Kevin, uh, yeah, I want to challenge I you. Highly... Like, once you beat this game, I want you to rank it amongst the 3D platformers that are on that level for you. I'm, I'm curious. Okay. I, you know, I don't even know what would be at the top of like uh, Super Mario Galaxy yeah. is always I, like, that's my what I would go-to of number one. Yeah. yeah, the first Galaxy game. But yep. yeah, I, I, this one gives it a run for the money, All man. Right. It is, it is awesome. All I right. absolutely, absolutely love it. Nice. Um, but I think we can uh, wrap up. We've been talking games long enough for tonight. <laughs> um, I think we can wrap it up there. And uh, yeah, as always, you can find us online at uh, pursuingpixels.com. We're on uh, Discord if you want to chat with us at all. We're on YouTube, Instagram. We have links at the bottom of uh, the episode description along with timestamps and all that stuff. Uh, But yeah, we'll catch you uh, next week. And until then, uh, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, it was fine, and then it wasn't fine today. It's one of those things. Okay. Well, for now, it's working okay, so let's... Uh, I forget exactly where we left off, but... Just just doing some... some just gushing, gushing about, about short hike. Just yep. gushing about a short gushing. hike, yeah. <laughs> We're gooshing. We gooshing. Gross. <laughs> that does sound kind of gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn it.